What's up? Welcome, welcome to this episode of Spades and Salt. This is Rochelle Austin, your host. So those that are joining for the first time, spades means that we have the abundance in our lives and we embrace it both in our struggles and in our successes. So embrace your spades with however they may come to you, but also believing that you have the power to change, that you are the saver or the salt within your business and relationships. And so we have so much more to give than we realize, especially in this episode, I want to talk about uh, something that is becoming more painfully aware, I think, as I go along in my business, but also something that I see trending within our personal relationships, but also in my kids. So I was taking my daughter over to her friend's house today. We were going to go pick her up. So she's all excited and pumped up and they had these plans and we drove over there and the mood was happy and light and we pull up into this friend's driveway And my daughter goes up to the door and they greet each other and they're chatting for a little bit and then they walk out and smile on their faces and they get in the truck and I head home and I realize that nobody is talking. (laughs) To me, that's so weird. And and I was like, do you guys want to talk about anything? So I ended up just turning on the radio. Like they, they both said, well, we just have nothing to say right now. And I think that's unusual. But no, kind of normal behavior, but it was unusual just because they were excited about it and all of a sudden they get in the car and they're just not talking to each other, but they've been talking about getting together for several weeks now and it just hasn't happened. So now that they're finally together, they have nothing to say. To me, that's odd, but we do that all the time. And so I think it's uh, something similar. Here's another example that happens. You know, I love Harry Potter. Huge Harry Potter nerd here, nothing to hide, but I love the part when Harry has this huge crush on Cho Chang, right? He's always trying to get to talk to her and why do girls always have to go in packs and he can't ever get her alone to where they can have a conversation. And finally, they have this Valentine's date where they get to go down into the village and they get to just spend it with just themselves. And they find it awkward at first just to have a conversation with each other. It's because they like each other and they're friends and they want to know more about each other, but they really don't have anything to say at first. Now for a while, it gets kind of awkward. So why do we act like that around other people? I know I do. And I had to think about why that was. So just a few weeks ago that brought into my mind something that I was painfully aware of. I'm still kind of embarrassed about it today. I have this... uh, uh, mentor of mine that I got to spend some time on when I was at a summit in August. And I um, got to sit down with him. So he is really successful um, in the in the company that I'm with. And he he's actually a great friend. He's very nice, very approachable. And I had some one-on-one time with him where it was just me, you know, being able to pick his brain and find out, you know, different aspects that I wanted to know about and things that worked for him and my, you know, explaining my background story and where I was coming from and how he could help me with that. And, you know, he's into fitness and I'm into fitness and we have all of these different aspects that we have that we're compatible with and we have a relationship and we can talk about. So it was actually free flowing and pretty easy to talk to this guy. But I met him again three weeks ago, 
And it was just, you know, a group of people, they had kind of dissipated. I wanted to just go up and say hi. And I did. And I shook his hand and, you know, said, I don't know if you remember me or not. Um, we met, you know, earlier in August. He's like, oh, yeah, I totally remember you. And then he just stood there and waited for me to talk. And I just, it was, it was really awkward. I didn't know what to say to him. Like I had a lot of things beforehand because I'm like, oh, I want to go up and say hi to him. He's amazing. I admire him in so many ways. But when it came to actually speaking with him at that moment, I had him all to myself. I had nothing to say. I call that the mind swipe. It's like when you go into your bedroom to grab something that you know you need and you walk through that door and all of a sudden your mind goes blank and you're in your room and you can't figure out how you got there or why you're there or what you're looking for. And you have to actually exit again, go back to where you were. Let's say it's the kitchen. Like, oh yeah, I need my purse or whatever. So you have to go back and retrace your steps. And so for some reason that phenomenon happens when we're talking to particular people. And so it happened in Harry's case because Cho was somebody that he really, really liked and he didn't want to sound dumb right? But he really had affections for her. With my daughter and her friend, they couldn't really speak to each other. Um, I think it's because they maybe, um, I don't know, have some insecurities about, you know, don't want to act weird, don't want to act dumb around this friend. So I'm not exactly sure what to say. So you get nervous and awkward. And for me, for this person I was uh, talking to, my mentor, somebody that I really appreciate and he knows who I am, <laughs> um, which I'm planning on having a better conversation with him next time. But I would say it's because I put him on a pedestal in one way or another. I think we are nervous to speak with people. Doesn't matter whether ultra successful or not is because we envision them as being better than ourselves or we have certain affections towards them. We put them on this pedestal and I've said that many, and I, in this in my working relationships, all through my corporate job, um, in my personal relationships, those who I teach fitness with, or I have other business relationships with, or here within my business, when I'm building external relationships with, there, there are people of different sources who I find to be outstanding, admirable, successful, charming, whatever these are. And I feel like I don't fit quite into that niche. And so I kind of leave myself out. And so I kind of put this on a pedestal and I kind of look up to them as maybe a person that I would like to be, but I'm not there yet or somebody who's just completely out of my ballpark. And we do that quite a bit. So I, I realized through my journey that putting people on a pedestal is very wrong. For one thing, you are excluding yourself. And I was excluding myself. I'd put somebody on a pedestal. I work with some, gosh, some phenomenal doctors. And, you know, those people who are just professionals in every single way, not just in the medical profession, you know, but outside of that, who are just professionals, period. Um, and being able to rub shoulders with them. And I just realized, you know what? They're normal people, and I've been able to go to different places with them, to Hawaii or Bahamas or these other places, and I've been able to just see them and act and have fun, and and ha they have normal lives, normal situations, normal struggles, and me putting them on a pedestal actually does me and everybody else a huge disservice because we disqual our, disqualify ourselves 
from a position that can actually be attainable. And we disqualify ourselves from thinking, oh, I can't be successful. Oh, I can't build a big business. Oh, I can't be able, I'm, I'm not, uh, I can't service people on a level like they can. I can't inspire people on a level like they can. And that is a huge no-no that I've been finding out. And I've been catching myself saying it's okay to look at them as a mentor. And it's perfectly acceptable to look at somebody as as somebody who inspires me in what I do, but I make sure that I reach out to them and I qualify them and I provide back value to them as they give value to me. And that and it, it puts you on equal ground as far as that and you can still have those things that you admire about them. But they are no longer, they're not on a pedestal. Okay. And one of the one of the quotes that I kept thinking about, and I finally found it, Jim Rohn. He is amazing. So much good information comes from him. And, um, you know, he's a huge mentor to these other mentors that I have who've gone to him because of his leadership position and the value that he was able to add into their lives. And so I'm just passing that along, that it's totally applicable. um, And I hope that you find use for this. It's he says that the same wind blows on us all, the wind of disaster, opportunity and change. Therefore, it is not the blowing of the wind, right? but the setting of the cells that would determine our direction in life. So I have to think, okay, everybody has struggled to get wherever they are. People are still struggling, even though they're wealthy or financially successful or these other things, or they're influential. um, They all have life happen to them, but it's how they set their cells that determines their direction. And that's really where I need to go. So if we find ourselves in an awkward situation, you're rubbing shoulders with somebody that you admire, just think, They have gone through so much and I can glean so much from their life experiences. And when we actually talk and have a discussion, oh my gosh, we actually have some things in common with each other. And just allow yourself to relax. Allow your heart rate to go down. It's still great to show enthusiasm and excitement when you meet somebody that you just absolutely love and have been dying to meet and talk to. And they love that. But just be a person because they're a person. So take that with you. And you know, when the mind swipe happens, just remember to be yourself, be yourself and be your best you.